0: don't realize like I'm almost six years into it and for the first four and a half five years I grinded every single day and did four open houses every single weekend I would do a 12 to 2 and then I would do 2
1: 30 to four thirty Saturday Sunday and it's like I put the time in I put the welcome to the flow real estate and money show for people in Canada looking to understand the home buying process to demystify real estate investing and to make mortgage financing accessible for anyone. The goal here on this show is to help people understand ways to make their money work for them, get in the market sooner, and realistically, completely open up the box on how mortgage financing works. I'm Alex McFadden, your host, and I can't wait to help get you into the flow. Dealing with and beating cancer, having your mom pass away during COVID nonetheless, running a hundred kilometers and then a hundred miles and raising over $200,000 for charity. These are some things that even the best of us probably wouldn't imagine happening in almost a lifetime or over the course of a, an extended number of decades, good and bad. And the guest for today's show actually had all these things happen over the course of just a few years, like literally less than five years. Today's guest is Jaden Lee. And the thing about Jaden, and you'll find this through the episode, is he has endless enthusiasm. He's got a lot of energy, but the last few years have created and provided a lot of wisdom. Now, Jaden is on today to talk about getting through adversity with strength and overcoming adversity through strength. He's also here to talk a little bit about what he sees as the biggest Issues and challenges that young people face getting into the real estate market and why they continuously hold back when they should do more. Specifically, how to overcome that. I'm really excited for this week to bring on Jaden Lee from Century Twenty One Chillback. That's a good conversation when you can do that, man. Yeah. I guess we shouldn't open up the uh, podcast that way though, right? We should just drag (laughs) into a little more positive note. Yeah. So did you go for a run this morning?
0: No, I didn't this morning. Actually, I've been had a pretty good morning routine lately. Of like, I've been getting up at like. 4, 45-ish I'll start reading like a book at five like two chapters usually and then I'll do like like a meditation and breath work and stuff and then go cold plunge yeah and then I go to the gym and so I've just been like doing that and I'm just tired so like this weekend i just like slept in a whole good good good
1: you need that so so you're like the anti alex hermosi yeah alex hermosi's got this thing right now where he says i don't know he talks about these three-hour morning routines he's like that's bullshit just get to work the sooner you get to work the more you get done no i
0: think it's good like to have that in the morning like just to to have like i like being like up at 5 a.m sitting on my couch when it's like i don't even turn the lights on in my house like i literally have it dark and like this like I think it's just like, and have a cup of coffee. I think it's like so
1: peaceful. So when you have somebody stay in your house and they get up and they see you on the couch, just like meditating, does it scare them or throw them off? I just started doing this like the last couple of weeks. Like once, like cause Clayton was staying with me
0: for like a okay. month and a half and I wasn't doing that. Well, actually we, me and him did get up at five. He would read, and I would read on the couch together.
1: <laughs> Whatever works, man. <laughs> Whatever yeah. works. I love that dude. Well, this, we're right into it now. So let's get, let's get okay. going here. So, Jane, thanks so much for joining me, man. Appreciate it very much. We did an intro separately, so we'll, we'll figure out the intro as we go along here. So hot off, what, less than 30 days ago, your 100-mile run. You still hurting or what? No, I uh, actually went on a run a couple days
0: afterwards, and my knee was still pretty sore. That was like three or four days afterwards, which was probably a little bit too soon. Yep. But no, now I'm feeling totally fine. It was more like the the mental exhaustion that I underestimated. Like, yeah. I felt physically fine like a couple days afterwards. Yep. It was like for a month and a half, or not a month, sorry, a week and a half half i was pretty like not all there mentally still just kind of like
1: checked out yeah zoned out. yeah
0: and just had a hard like i was forgetting a lot of things and just like was kind of just not all there
1: you never think about that so honestly how much time did you spend in the hot tub after that for the next day <laughs> <laughs> that that i didn't spend any time in the hot tub that night but the next day i was in there for like that was melting a good portion of the day crazy yeah. man so i think a lot of people don't think about that side of life in general which is like the mental exposure that it takes to make some massive or jump some massive hurdle in this case because the listeners might not know all the details let's talk about it briefly let's let's get into it i know we're gonna have some real estate talk later but let's start off with the fun stuff so 100 mile run for charity tell me a little bit about it and and just your just general experience of why and how
0: Yes, so I was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia when I was 16 years old, which is a type of blood cancer, and so I did three and a half years of chemo at BC Children's Hospital from 2015 to 2018, and so after going through something like that, I wanted to give back to the hospital. I wasn't really sure what, what to do, and then came up with this. I was just kind of getting into running at this time, and me and my friend came up with this idea that we should run from Chilliwack, where I live, to the BC Children's Hospital in Vancouver, and it was 103 kilometers and at that time I had never ran more than 10 kilometers. And huh. we came up with this idea one time at my house one night. And then I was like, yeah, right. I, I could never run that far. And then the next day I went out and did a 10 K in under an hour. And I was like, that went pretty well. Like I could probably do that 10 more times. So I texted my buddy cam and I was like, I was like, let's do it. And he's like, do what? And I was like, let's run from Chilliwack to children. So that was like end of 2020. And then 2021, we trained all year for that. And October of 2021, ran from Chilliwack to Children's and raised $125,000 for the hospital. And it was such a cool, big experience. I didn't really want to try and recreate it again, but with leukemia the highest risk for it to come back if it's going to is five years after you stop so finished in 2018 so this year was actually my five years since I've been off chemo and so I had in October a month ago I had my last blood work appointment, and then I was clear I wouldn't have any more checkups at children's after that so I came up with this idea that I was like I should get my blood work done and then to kind of close out my journey This time, I wanted to challenge myself again, so I wanted to do 100 miles this time instead of kilometers, so it equaled 166 kilometers. So on October 6th, about a month ago now, me and... Probably twenty five to thirty of my friends. We had a whole convoy. It was pretty cool. We ran from from my last appointment. We ran back to Chilliwack, a hundred miles. It was one hundred and sixty six kilometers. Um, took just over twenty three hours, and we raised. So I don't have the exact total yet because I'm just leaving it open for a bit longer still. But we're just over eighty thousand dollars raised. So Unreal. between the two runs, raised over two hundred thousand dollars for Children's Hospital.
1: Yeah, it's it's wild. It's absolutely amazing. And having come out for just a little snippet of that, and <laughs> brought Chewy along with me for the run, it was actually really it was. it was. Just incredible to see the support of everybody else around too. Right, like I had a chance to run with your with your grandma. Yeah, my and grandma was out running. She was a amazing, just unreal, and she was awesome to talk to. And then the other the other people that were there from all over the country. Some people local, some people from you know Canada, and some people from the U.S. And it was just really neat to hear. My friend and, even
0: came from Dubai. She flew from Dubai for
1: wow. It. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. So <laughs> yeah. so that support was crazy, and it says a lot about the impact that you've had, but also how you know other people feel about cancer and what it's done to impact people around them, and so. Really, like, uh, what I took away from all of this is just, oh, actually, I took a lot away, so this could be a little <laughs> bit, but <laughs> <laughs> the first thing was the decision. Like, you made a conscious decision in 2020 or 2021 to do something, and then it sounds to me where it was almost like, I don't want to say, like, negligence, but you're kind of like, oh, I did a 10K, I could do this, Yeah. and then right away, you're like, let's let's go train for it, let's go do it. So it was a decision yeah. that you made to do it and then not really look back from, right? Yeah. Well, I just feel like nowadays, like people are just so like, oh, I could never do that. And then just leave it at that.
0: Whereas like, we don't know what we're truly capable of until we really try something. And I mean, I didn't know I was capable of running 100 miles a year ago, but I do now. And so it's just, it's to have the mindset of like, you can really do anything you put your mind to. And what I learned through the run, both of them actually was it, it like physically, I was done like halfway through both of them, like your, your legs start to give out, but it's, it's your mental, it's your mental that pushes you forward. And so What I loved about it was like like for my run two years ago, my legs were done at kilometer sixty, where I still had forty kilometers to go. And it was my mental that pushed me through it. And it that applies to so many other areas of your life, like business and real estate when you're going through hard times, or if there's a slow market, it's your mindset. Or if that's in your personal life, you're going through a hard time. Is that just doing these hard things applies to so many different other areas of your life?
1: Mm, I like that. That's really good. That's (laughs) that's strong, man. That's powerful. There's no doubt. And I mean you're right and not a lot of people run 100 miles but there's other types of hard right like everybody has their own version of hard that they can do yeah
0: and that's what i like encourage people like find your own version of your heart so it doesn't have to be running 100 miles you could go on a 10 minute run and if you've never run before that's going to be hard or a small hike like everyone has their own version of hard so just do something as hard and you'd be surprised at what you could
1: actually do cool i love that i don't want to brush past this at all so but what I'd like to do is move this forward into what you mentioned and then come back to your experiences in our conversation, specifically when it comes to what you mentioned there. So as a career, you're a real estate agent mm-hmm. and you've been doing this for what, four or five years now. Almost. So, it'll be six years in February. Six years. Crazy, man. <laughs> Crazy. And you're, you're 24 years old today. Yeah. So six years, basically licensed out of high school, just got out of diapers and then you're basically at pa- home.
0: Passed my exam when I was 18. so I actually yeah. had to
1: wait two and a half months to be 19 to get my license. Unreal, can't even drink and you're selling a house. I love <laughs> that, <laughs> I love that. And we were talking earlier today and you were sharing things that, I mean, I didn't necessarily know completely, but I had an idea. You you had a lot of quote unquote, real estate business success in 2020. I think you sold over 40 homes, right? Yeah. Like quite a bit. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did. That was my biggest year. 2020 was uh, I did 41 deals
1: that year. That was my biggest year so far. Right. And then things kind of changed 2021, 2022 to this year selling it. I mean, 2021 or 2022, I mean, it's going back to in three years right now we're different years in real estate. 21 was huge. Yeah. Uh, 2022 was, as we all know, started off really busy, kind of moved, moved, worked its way back down. What I'd like to know is for you going through this experience of running a hundred K and then a hundred miles, first of all how has that changed your perspective on your business yeah
0: well I I think it just it it changed my mindset a lot and so it's like 2020 that was a it was a hard year and it was a good year because like I it was my my biggest years in real estate but it was one of my hardest years personally I I lost my mom in 2020 and that was in the midst of doing 41 deals that year so I was kind of just like after that happened I was in a really rough place mentally but just kind of like didn't really deal with my problems and just kind of went back into work and just grinded and stuff but there was a moment in 2020 it was like the night before my mom's funeral and it was like I was doing super I was 21 years old I had bought my first place in 2020 as well that was huge and so I was like in my house I was like I'm 21 I was like I have my first home I have a nice vehicle I have all these things but I was the night before my mom's funeral I was drunk by myself at my house just because I was so sad and I was just like none of these materialistic things really mean anything if I'm not truly happy inside and so that was like just total change of perspective just in my personal life and my business and so just you're you're after going through something hard like that it just totally changes your outlook and perspective on life a little bit
1: Mm. and where where i i think this has to go next is what we always talk about is your relationship with with money Mm -hmm. and life and what that looks like you were sharing with me earlier today that you know going through that experience and then also the running and the last couple of years which i don't want to fast forward past we're going to talk about this is has really shifted how you understand money as mm-hmm. a whole and how yeah. you use it and how people look at it yeah care to put a yeah. color well, on? well we
0: just like we talked about this on the phone yesterday a little bit and just i'm now i i value like i think when i first got into real estate at 19 i was just i was like wow like i can make a lot of money at a young age and i was focused on the awards and that kind of thing and then after kind of getting all those materialistic things and having money and doing that. And then after losing my mom, I was like, life can change so quickly and this can all be gone so, so quick. And just realizing that like, I wasn't happy with a lot of stuff. Whereas now I'm like, I want to use money to like make my life easier and have experiences and like do more of the things I love to do with the people I love to do it with. And so now I'm like, I, I've, I'd I'd rather sell 15 to 20 houses a year, have a great work-life balance and sell 40 and be working every day because the only thing we really get to take with us at the end of the day are these experiences that we share with other people Mm. and so my relationship with money has just changed and we chat about this on the phone and just saying like if I was making $500,000 a year in comparison to what I am now like I don't think I'd be living my life any differently because now I've made my values of experiences adventure time with friends and family and those are the things that I value and that's how I live my life now
1: yeah Yeah. And it's a good point. I mean, your version of how you deal with it was shaped by your past with obviously the experience of your mom and and then making a decision to go into more just experiential considerations. And at the same time, you've also, it's not like you've said, hey, I don't want to earn Good money, and I don't want to invest, and I don't want to make money. I mean, you own two pieces of real estate now, right? Yeah yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, I bought my first place in 2020. It was a townhouse in Chilliwack. It was about four hundred sixteen thousand, and then uh, yeah, the market went up a lot. And in 2021, I got it a pra- bank appraised it at six fifty, and then as you know, you, the bank loan you eighty percent of the equity that you have in your house. So got a line of credit, and then you're able to help me buy a rental property. And so I bought that in 2022, and so no like I definitely like I I'm grateful that I've had these experiences when they did happen because I was able to kind of let my money work for me and was able to make those investments then and now it's like now I and obviously going through kind of the tough times in the economy and the market we've had the last little year like now I kind of want to have more a bit of savings and one just for a, a rainy day when times get a little bit tougher but also just to to have thing have money to to do these experiences and when these opportunities come up to make these memories.
1: Right. Well, it's really interesting to hear that because one thing that you and I spoke about briefly was just kind of a mindset of people that quote unquote, I don't want to say younger generation cause I'm not that old, but like <laughs> a mindset of let's say, let's say a generation right now, of people let's say in their twenties, like for the most part and, and how that might've changed from like even 10, even 20 years ago and where it's at today. So, you know, for you, you, you work hard you play hard, but you also are smart with your money at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like you're making investments, you're making sure that you've, well, after some experiences that you've got six months of uh, money available or whatnot to, to help yourself out if things don't work out well. Right. But what I've noticed recently, and you were mentioning this earlier is that people have already given up before they get started now. Mm -hmm. And it seems like people aren't willing to do the hard things, which doesn't mean a hundred kilometer, a hundred mile run, but like, it almost seems like so many people have given up before they get started and they're just not willing to do anything hard. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your thoughts? What are you seeing?
0: Well, I think like if someone were to just see me on Instagram like today, like, and they don't know my full story, like they might be like, oh, like, how is this guy so young and doing all these cool things and so successful? But like people don't realize like I'm almost six years into it. And for the first four and a half, five years, like I grinded every single day and did four open houses every single weekend. I would do a 12 to two and then I would do two thirty to four thirty Saturday, Sunday. And it's like, I put the time in, I put the effort in and now I'm trying to finally like reap a little bit of those benefits and to kind of do a little bit more but I think just a a lot of younger people this there they have us like they just want that like instant gratification where like and going back to like the real estate market I think people would rather like, rather than getting into them, it's so hard to qualify for things nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like people would rather rent a nice shiny one bedroom apartment than saying, being able to qualify for obviously less and getting kind of an older, not as nice one, but people would rather rent because it's shiny and new and nice and to kind of have that to show off. Yeah. But that's going to make it harder for people in the long run to save in order to get into that house and get into the market. But the best thing you can do is buy that crappy older apartment and at least you're getting your foot in the door to kind of build some equity and then climb the ladder.
1: Why? why is there, do you have any thoughts on why people have this kind of mindset right now?
0: Well, I think this people just, like I said, I think people nowadays like they like shiny things and they're, if they show off on Instagram or social media, they'd rather show off a nice new condo than say they're dreary little crappy condo that they might have been able to buy even but at that like they, they have their foot in the door then yeah. right
1: but you know i had a coffee this morning with a friend of ours he had something to share with me today and actually this is where him and i uh, had a really kindred conversation because both of us were able to share our quote-unquote story in the mm-hmm. past and it wasn't easy and we both work exceptionally hard to get to where we are right now and one thing he said to me is like tell more of your story because people need to hear about the hard stuff. They need to hear about Mm -hmm. the the downside. They need to hear about the negative. They need to hear about the shadow and the challenges because the sad reality is that what most people hear and see is and all they want to see is the the pretty pictures, right? Or the the videos of you doing, you know, this these runs out in I don't know where you're going, but like flying all across the country going from one event to the next event. But they're not seeing the hustle and the work and the effort behind the scenes. And it's funny because the word hustle has been vilified, which I think is poorly done. Again, that's another media thing at the end of the day, but the work, the hard work, mm-hmm. you did the hard work so that you could reap the reward and the rewards were allowing you to have the experience, which is how you feel about money now compared to where you used to feel. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And no, I, I just think like, I don't know, like I said before, the, the younger people just, they, they have that instant gratification where they want it now, but they're not willing to put the kind of the time in. But how I looked for me, like my real estate thing was I didn't go to university. Obviously I did the real estate course to get my license. But for me, like I kind of looked at like my first four years in real estate as like, if I make any money, great. If I don't, like that's the same as kind of going to university for four years type of thing, right? And so I just kind of used that. Like I was like, my first year in real estate, like I, I did six deals my first year. And my mentor, Aaron, I was just like following him around. It was basically just working for free and just learning up as much learning as much as I could. And I was taking out all the top producers for lunch and just picking people's brain. And and like you said, hearing their story, because if there's anything I've learned, like everyone has a story. All you have to do is ask and it's hearing people's stories and how they got to where they're at, I think is like one of the best things you can do.
1: So if we were to think like if we were going to give advice to somebody listening to this that's either talking to someone i know that's quote unquote younger or whatever age you are just like trying to change your mindset on on let's say let's start with the real estate market and mm-hmm. we'll move into some other stuff what are some of the things that you're telling people that you're hearing come across that are feeling defeated or stressed out because they don't qualify for as much as they want to because yeah. i think you you mentioned right away that it's not just that people don't want to do it it's that they actually don't even have the ability to do it anymore like what are you telling people to do yeah
0: like for me like how I was able to was I until I bought my first place in 2020 I still lived at home with my dad and my dad I'm very grateful he was very supportive and didn't charge me rent or didn't charge me any money for, for food or anything so like every deal that I did in real estate I was able to just tuck that away and my only expenses were, were basically my phone and my car and so but now I feel like And so what I would do is like if people were going out for lunch, I would like eat lunch beforehand and I would get water. And so I like was very like I had like four different bank accounts and had like specific and I saved like every penny that I had. So I was very conscious of that. But I think nowadays, like people say graduate, they get into a job and they're starting to make really good money. And they're like, oh, I'm gonna go buy a nice car. And they immediately Mm -hmm. get into debt. And that's like the worst thing you can do. And I, I just think that's just not the right way to do it. And so if you can save every penny that you have and kinda you don't want to build up these these things that cost debt and they might seem they might kinda give you that instant gratification, but if you can kinda suck it up for a little while and save your money in order to get into the market, it's gonna pay off in the long run.
1: So the thing about delayed gratification, which is what you were talking about, is delayed gratification is not something that typically you just come with, right? Mm -hmm. Like especially when we look at our phone and there's like a million ads hitting us up all day long, every single day, like it's pretty tough. Like you can just literally click a button. It's almost like money's not real. So my thoughts would be Jaden, if you started with that kind of mindset day one is what in your mind helped you get to that spot earlier. Early in your journey. Well, I was
0: just surrounding yourself with the right people. Like, you are who you hang out with. And so I was very lucky that, like, I mean, you know my friend Cam, and, like, that's the first person I met in real estate. And so I started sur- I started surrounding myself with the people that I wanted to be like. And so Cam, he's, like, one of my mentors, and he owns our brokerage. He's, like, 37, 38 years old, and he's super successful. And so I started hanging out with people like that and just surrounding yourself with those types of people. And there's that saying where it's, like, if you're the smartest person in the room, like, kind of find a new room to hang out with because (laughs) if if you're hanging out with your friends that are just blowing their money every week and going to the bar and spending a couple hundred dollars every Friday night like you're going to turn into that person too and start digging yourself into a hole and it's just going
1: to turn into this cycle Mm, that's powerful that's really good (laughs) it's true it's it is absolutely true it's but here's the here's this this flip side to that too is I think that if you're in that position right now you have the ability to change Mm -hmm. and we've both seen that happen yeah uh, i'm sure you've seen friends that have have i don't know changed a switch or turn a switch and, and change their life from that perspective
0: yeah. well i think everyone kind of has like a light bulb moment like for me like with just the light bulb moment for me was was when i was like i said when i was then from mom's funeral and this i re-evaluated what my values were and so that was my light bulb moment and someone who might be kind of going through a tough time or just like i said going to the bar every week and just blowing all, like they might have that light bulb moment at some point but everyone's going to kind of to to hit that moment at some point and that's why i like sharing my story and what i do is because hopefully people can hear this
1: and have that light bulb moment maybe sooner mm. and uh, that's good stuff man i appreciate that all right let's let's go back to what we talked about before which is the money and your emotions and feelings around money i want to dig a little bit deeper you shared that previously i mean there were some good things that you brought out there like the first thing was the fact that hey you went for lunches and you had water because you didn't have the money which put you in a position to save money to do the thing that you wanted to do Uh, but even in that experience you changed your mindset by essentially considering experiences the more valuable i guess currency Mm -hmm. than in this case cars and and other things of that nature that's not to say you you don't like cars or no I, nice I love rides. nice things don't get me wrong i
0: love nice things but for me i've just reevaluated with what what my values are and yeah. my values for me are like my uh, adventure and experiences and friends and family and so like i have to make a very like conscious decision of like when i'm making like say a financial decision like does it does it fit into those buckets and so mm. for me i was i was gonna actually turn my kind of it's kind of a funny story but i was gonna turn my garage into like a wellness center and buy like a sauna and cold plunge. And I was going to budget like $15,000 to do like, and, and that's something that I do value. I like wellness and I like that stuff. But for me, I was like, I'd rather save that money so that if a cool opportunity comes up, and to travel somewhere or have a cool experience i have that and so i was like dead set for like months of like buying a sauna and a cold plunge which are expensive but all of a sudden one morning i was like you know what that's like not what i i, I value it but it's not like top of my priority right now so i just mm-hmm. shifted i was like you know what i'm just gonna scratch it
1: so what what that says to me is that well you had a goal or or something in your mind but then when it came to the moment you actually were able to say okay like here's my list of stuff that's important right here. It's no longer hitting like, you know, two or three of those kind Mm -hmm. of checkpoints and you're able to evaluate. That's powerful. Someone, anybody who's listening to this should take that away because... I think a lot of people get so set and myself included. Sometimes you get so set on this one thing that even if it doesn't really strike all the chords anymore, or it doesn't fit what you're financially able to do or supposed to do, mm-hmm. most people just still go for it. Cause they're like, Oh, yeah. I'm so set. Like I need to do that thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But you were able to step back and reevaluate that. Can you, can you explain just psychologically, like, what allowed you to take that step back was there a kind of a moment that that you well I think it's just
0: been a combination of everything just between it's like going through my sickness and just like like I said having like having all of those things once and then reevaluating. like I said that that light bulb moment that I had and then just like being able to to have like just the, the the freedom to like for example like now I'm in a position where like Like, for example, my run that I did, it it cost me a fair bit of money because it was like we I rented a house for all my out of town friends to come in. We rented a sauna for everyone and like I spent like a thousand dollars on food at Costco for everyone at the run. It's like I would rather like I know how much those like that you can't you can't buy that experience. Like Mm. no, one like I couldn't spend fifty thousand dollars and have that same feeling that I had during that entire run. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's like I know how good those experiences make me feel. And for me, it's like I could go buy a nice car, but at the end of the day, a car is going to get me from point A to point B. It does the same thing. Mm. But money can't necessarily buy you these other things.
1: Mm, that's good. So you made a, a this or that kind of decision at that point right yeah. there to a degree. And
0: it's like it—it's it, I have kind of had to go through the motions of life to learn these things. But that's why I like sharing my story and sharing my, what I've been through in order to kind of hopefully people, like I said, can have that light bulb moment sooner. And Mm. if anyone's like listening to this and don't really know what they, they, where they're at and what they want to do is just like first step, like determine what your values are and what you Mm. value in life.
1: That that's so true and that's a good point. One other thing to point out of all this is that it's not like you were a lazy bum just expecting these things to come to you and then oh I'm going to save up, you know, this small amount of money every single yeah. day. Like you were working your butt off mm-hmm. to be able to achieve the the financial goals that you had set for yourself. One thing that I often see, a lot of people, quote unquote, again, I don't like to use that word younger, but like a lot of people in general, they're not willing to make any sacrifices to to make yeah. more money anyways to be able to do the things that you're talking about doing. Yeah, so you made a conscious decision on time, on energy and then obviously giving up certain things to allow you to do these other things, right?
0: Yeah, like there was like my first, like I said, my first four and a half years, I grinded every single day and worked every single weekend. And there was lots of times where like my friends would be like going and going to the bar or going and doing whatever, or say like going hiking or spent going away on weekend trips. And I'm like, no, sorry, like I have open houses this weekend. And so people didn't necessarily see that where, I mean, they did, like I posted a lot of like open houses and stuff on social media before, so they saw it. But like, I remember one of my first deals that I did, like I was. So like a bunch of I I'll never forget it actually like I didn't really understand like I knew. It's obviously everything's time sensitive, but I, I immediately was like, I got an offer on one of my first listings and I thought it was like way more time sensitive than it was. So like <laughs> I was driving all my friends to the mall in Surrey at Guildford, and we got to Abbotsford, but an offer came in. So I told my friends to dropped me off at Starbucks and they drove my car to Surrey. Well, I stayed in Abbotsford and worked in a Starbucks as I would just like dropped everything that I was doing to work on this deal. And so like I w- worked my butt off for four and a half years. And I think people just nowadays aren't willing to put that time in. To yeah. do to, to do that but i knew like when i was 19 and just starting i was like if i put four years into this right now like it's gonna pay off when i'm like 24 25 years old
1: i love that i love that okay let's let's shift to some positively focused things that <laughs> in the real estate space because that's awesome it's a good experience it helps helps to bring color to your to your story again we only see what we see and so mm-hmm. letting us in on the story and the experience helps us to understand and achieve even like a little tiny piece of like having that feeling. You know what I mean? And that's the whole point of this this podcast, is realistically, is to help people kind of get that experience to how they can get to that point if they connect with those points. So you so what I'm hearing from you a few things right away is like obviously the work ethic that it took to get started there. You had a couple of trigger points or a few like moments of like, okay, wow. It sounds like there were a few of them, right? Like one was a conscious decision to get started. Second was you know, obviously, the passing of your mom that happened. And and then the third was and, and something negative happened right there. I heard that you also had an experience in in well, actually, we didn't talk about it yet. But there was a second, obviously, negative experience that happened losing another person, which was Yeah, uh, th- my
0: mentor, Aaron that I mentioned, he passed away in 2021, like a month after my run. Yeah. And so that was just one of those moments where it's like, I say the saying a lot is like, stay humble in the highs and hopeful in the lows, because I had finally like my mom passed away. And then I like set this big goal, like do this run. And I was finally on top of the world again. And like a month later, like a buddy, Aaron passed away in a car accident. And so that humbled me just very quickly. And so that was just another moment for me where I reevaluated what I valued.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, the thing is like, I hope that most people don't have to have that type of experience, obviously to get to that point. So hopefully they can live through yours and, and get that feeling. But I imagine like looking back is like, that was a necessary thing to happen. Well, not from a perspective of someone passing, obviously, but just the feeling that you had. That you no, had, and had that that's feeling.
0: like I, I obviously like I would do anything to have Aaron or my mom back. But it's like you can, you can turn any negative situation into a, into a somewhat of a positive if you try hard enough. And so yeah. it's like I don't think, like I don't think I would necessarily have a lot of this knowledge and lessons that I have if those things didn't happen. And yeah. and there's a saying a friend of mine, his name's Colin O'Brady. He puts on some of these events that I go to, but he talks about how like if you look at this scale of, if you look at life on the scale of like one to 10, where like 10s are like the best moments where like crossing the finish line at my runs or just like doing a big deal in real estate. And then the ones are like, obviously getting sick, having, losing my mom, losing Aaron, but it's like, you don't have those 10s without those ones.
1: Right. That's a good point. Yeah, that's, that's obviously really deep. And you've had, you've had these crazy experiences and come out obviously very strong, Again, we hope that nobody ever has to have a lot of these different types of experience in their life, but they will. And the question is, how are you going to deal with it, and yep. what does that look like? Man, I have a hard time bringing this back to real estate <laughs> at all. Like, how do I even, <laughs> how do I even do that? And so maybe I won't. Maybe I won't bring it too far back. I think the biggest thing that I would, if I were in a position of someone listening to this this podcast and just one person was affected, I would hope that they would take just five minutes to sit down and evaluate those tens. And those ones and and how their life experiences could evolve based on taking a few conscious moments to make a few better decisions in their life. Do I really need to go in out and I guess it's not a bad thing to party like we say it like it's a bad thing, but no, it's
0: not like you still like and something that I remind myself too is like I still have to be 24 years old like I'm only going to be in my 20s once. And so it's like it's just a matter of like being like in, in what's the saying in what's it called? thing and i'm having a blank here like everything in moderation that's what i'm trying to say yeah that's there it is
1: (laughs) i like it (laughs) no you're you're absolutely right man you gotta live your life here too so that's 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 another big thing that i see from first-time buyers i almost see like two polar opposites i see the like hey if i can't do it i'm gonna give up screw it and then i see the like I'm going to work my bones off and I'm not going to have any time to have any fun. There's got to be a little bit of both in the middle there, but I think you've got to go through those experiences to figure that out for yourself and just commit. If there was one thing that I could say to a potential, either, I don't care what your age is, but like a potential first-time buyer a potential first-time investor or somebody who's like trying to do something big for themselves because, man, people look at it as like, oh, a $350,000 condo, that's a fail. No, it's not a fail. Like, it's not a fail. It's just that, our version of what we see thinks that's a fail like give yourself a pat on the back like you did a really good job enjoy yourself yeah. for a little bit right
0: like start small like that's like whether that's like savings so it's like you don't have to put a 100 dollars away every month if you can't but like put 50 or 20 dollars like start small or like like i said like the condo like that's still getting you into the into the market and getting something and you can you turn that into running like you don't have to run 100 miles but you can run five kilometers and so all these things are all relative and so just like not you don't go from zero to 100 like you have to start small
1: yeah the compound effect you probably trained in like 10k 15k i trained literally
0: all year in order to do this one run i didn't i didn't just run 100 miles off the go like i trained for like I ran, I've ran over 2000 kilometers this year.
1: Yeah, that's good, man. I think it's a reminder to get off Instagram or TikTok for a little bit and just go try and experience these things.
0: Well, and Um, that's what like uh, social media can be used for such good things like motivation and and these things. But most of the time, everyone just posts their highlights on them. And so when you, when you're looking at people's
1: highlights, you get comparing yourself to other people. Right. That's a good point too. Anything else that like that you would want people to really hear or think about whether it's money or dealing with the lows or looking for the highs like anything else that you well, want to Well if anyone's stuck like I
0: just think like like I said I like using my story to, to inspire other people that hopefully they can get something out of it but it's just like nowadays like now especially like having going through these things and learning these things like just like determine what you truly value in life because you could be like a top producing realtor and do a bunch of deals every year and be num- be number one but if you have say if that creates you a ton of overhead and you have to do that in in order and you have and you have to do that in order to cover your expenses like what else are you sacrificing and so you really have to determine what your values are
1: that's good man I won't add anything more to that. Appreciate you, man. (laughs) Thanks for coming down today.
0: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Cool. Right on, man. That was an
1: unreal episode of The Flow. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did on my side right here. If you haven't already done so, make sure to check out all of the incredible resources that we have available. You can find us on Instagram at Co. You can find us on our website, getflowmortgage.ca. And of course, don't forget our free first time home buyer masterclass that's currently available on our website for anyone who listens to the episodes. And if you love what you listened to here today, the only thing that we ask for is to share this with someone else that you think this could help. And hey, maybe leave us a great review online.